This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, I'm Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to reflect on what has been a bad night for Liverpool in Europe. The Reds made the perfect start to their Champions League campaign with a thrilling 3-2 win over Paris Saint-Germain at Anfield two weeks ago. But what we witnessed this evening was night and day compared to that, as Jurgen Klopp's side were beaten 1-0 by Napoli. Liverpool were just moments away from picking up what would have been an excellent point on the road. But Lorenzo Insigne's injury time winner ultimately ensured they got exactly what they deserved. As our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce says in his verdict piece on the Echo's website, the Reds were vulnerable down the flanks, curless in midfield and toothless up front as they failed to register a single shot on target in Europe for the first time since 2012. Little wonder then that the tone of this podcast is different to the ones we have produced so far this season. It is a podcast that features the thoughts of six Red supporters, Gray Mag, Alex Watt, Simon Donnelly, Matt Whitty, Mark Baker and Sam Planch. You'll then hear press conference audio from Jurgen Klopp, who confirmed that Naby Keita came off in the first half with a back injury. Liverpool returned to Champions League action in three weeks' time at home to Red Star Belgrade. But first up for the Reds is a massive Premier League encounter at home to Manchester City on Sunday. We'll be back with a post-game podcast after that match, and here's hoping it's a happier one. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, it proved to be a desperately disappointing night for Liverpool at Stadio San Paolo. Beaten 1-0 by Napoli in the Champions League. The Serie outfit left it late. Lorenzo Insigne slotting home in the 90th minute. But in truth, Liverpool could have absolutely no complaints about the outcome. They were outplayed from start to finish. I think it was a, a shocking performance from Jurgen Klopp's side. I think no one really saw this one coming. You know, Liverpool haven't been performing at their absolute fluent best so far this season, but you know they've been solid defensively, kept control in midfield, and been been carving out results. But uh, tonight they were a distant second best against Carlo Ancelotti's side. As Klopp said himself post match, you know it's it's never a good sign when your goalkeeper is arguably uh, your best player on the pitch. And Alison Becker helped keep Liverpool in it with his heroics. Uh, in particular, that save from uh, Dries Mertens late on, but you know he was helpless right at the death there when uh, Insigne slotted home. And and you've got to say Napoli deserved it. You know they were they showed the greater energy, the greater desire. They carved out all the all the better chances. I think you know an alarming statistic tonight is the fact that Liverpool didn't even fashion a single shot on target. I think you have to go back to 2012 in Europe for the last time that happened. Uh, you know, I was racking my brain trying to think of the last time Liverpool produced a performance away in Europe as bad as that. And I think you've probably got to go back to the defeat under Brendan Rodgers away to Basel, which was around four years ago now. Um, certainly not seen anything like that under Jurgen Klopp, of course. Last season, we were treated to Liverpool making such strides forward. The Reds rejoining Europe's elite en route to, to Kiev. But, um, you know, that was... That was a mile off tonight. Just far too many players below par. Um, you know, absolutely no control in midfield. Looked vulnerable down the flanks. The fullbacks didn't think either of them had their best night. And the front three, who of course did so much damage in this competition last season, just never, never really got into it. You know, you know, of course they weren't blessed with amazing service, but 
even when Liverpool did counter attack and you thought you know it was it was really on for them to cause Napoli problems it was just too slow too predictable and decent openings disappeared and uh, just a, a very very bleak night for the Reds feel for the the Coppites that made the made the trip over here you know not easy especially in such hostile surroundings um, you know they deserved better than better than that but uh you know, Klopp said afterwards that he's taken he's taking his share of the blame. He thinks he was partly to, at fault for for what was served up tonight. I think certainly a case that Ancelotti surprised him the way he set Napoli up, and Liverpool never really got to grips with the game. It certainly never looked like silencing that passionate home support who really got behind uh, Napoli from start to finish. And now Liverpool, of course, they're staying in in Naples tonight, Wednesday night. They'll fly home. On Thursday, um, obviously concern about Naby Keita who went off with that back injury. Should know more about that, the extent of that problem on Thursday. He's gone for tests. Must be a, a major doubt for the visit at Man City on Sunday. But Klopp was in bullish mood afterwards. He said that he's convinced that that game against City, he said, will be 100% different. He said, for a start, we'll, we'll have the supporters on our side where tonight it was uh, it was very much a hostile environment. But... Liverpool got to dust themselves off and go again because uh, certainly the the damage caused by this defeat can be put right. You know they've got now got a double header against Red Star Belgrade and if they can take six points from those two games, Group C will be looking a lot brighter for them. But uh, in the short term, it's all about Man City on Sunday afternoon and Jurgen Klopp ensuring that he gets a positive response on the back of what has been, you know, a, a desperately disappointing display in Naples tonight. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Uh, great, Michael reporting for the Liverpool Echo on Liverpool's Champions League game against Napoli. Um, probably tonight's um, fully deserved uh, defeat for Liverpool because Napoli were the better team. Liverpool just never got going the whole night. Unable to string two passes together. Uh, very disappointing. Uh, no threat up front at all. I think it was just one of those nights of draw would have been a great result. Uh, this really opens the group up now. It's important now with the uh, the next two games, back-to-back games against West Belgrade. Need to win both games. That'll put us on nine points. Um, although we'll have a tough game away to Paris Saint-Germain, the, the group ends with um, a home game against Napoli, which could be a crucial game with Liverpool's support. Uh, Full house on field, expect Liverpool to um, still go through the group. Uh, hopefully, as winners, but the main thing is we go through. Um, tonight, though, uh, probably the best player was um, the goalkeeper, Allison. Came out a couple of times, made some great saves. Also, um, Van Dyke played well, Joe Gomez. But all in all, a very disappointing performance. I always create um, the worst when I, when I see James Miller going off. I think he's very, very important. He's Miller for Liverpool. Um, I don't know whether he's talking knock, he's taken off a fifth minute I want to feed the words after that. They got stronger and stronger and the Liverpool were looking much of one or the other bit early when Napoli hit the bar. But all in all, we can't have any complaints that that, that best team won tonight. But um let's hope we um we we, we played um eight games in total this season, I think. Um or eight or nine games, we won seven, um draw one six uh, one seven total, drawn one, lost one, um, or lost two, sorry, with the, the League Cup game against Chelsea. But um, it's vital now that we uh, we can get the league, league 
we campaigned back on track against Manchester City. We beat them three times last season. No reason at all why we can't um, beat them on, on Sunday with the follow-ups at Anfield. There should be a cracking match. Uh, but we certainly need to improve by 100% to beat Manchester City after today, today's performance. Hi, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line. And that was gutting. Um, just when it looked like we are about to see out a draw, which would have been a massive point in the context of the group after a fairly poor Liverpool performance, as we said. Um, and then Insigne pops up and scores a late winner. Um, yeah, very annoying. Um, but I guess we've got to look at the, the positives that we've got. Red Star Belgrade twice back-to-back now coming up and then Napoli at Anfield. So we should be fine, especially looking at the way PSG rolled over Red Star tonight with absolute ease. You would hope and expect Liverpool to do something similar. But you've got to give credit to Napoli, really. They just weren't letting us play at all. Anytime Mane or Salah got the ball, two or three players would swarm around them. Koulibaly was everywhere, was sick of hearing his name by the end of the match. And yeah, Napoli were the better team, really. It was just a shame we weren't able to hold on and just see out that point. Especially since Alisson, Van Dijk, Gomez were all brilliant at the back. They would have fully earned that point. Uh, So it was a bit harsh on them that Napoli scored. But yeah, I guess the other negative coming out is that Cater went off injured, which is a bit of a concern. Um, hopefully it's not too serious. And I guess the the only positive of that is that we've got an international break coming up after the Man City game. So hopefully if it's not too bad an injury, he'll be able to get fit again and return after that break. The big one now is obviously Man City at the weekend. You know, Liverpool have to be better there and put in a proper account of themselves. I have to be honest and say I don't think City are going to limit the space in the same way that Napoli did. So you would expect Liverpool's attacking players to get more joy. And yeah, it's obviously a massive game for the title. So hopefully we can turn in the kind of performances against City we did last season and go back top of the league where we belong. That was a bit of a disastrous end to it to the day. Uh, I didn't expect that. I didn't think Liverpool would go there and get beat tonight. I'd been happy for coming away from Napoli from Naples with a draw. One win and one draw is not a bad start to the new Champions League season. But unfortunately, we conceded the late equaliser. It feels like it was one of those nights when things just ain't going to go your way. Naby Keita came off after 17 minutes. Seemed to be indicating a back injury, although when he went to the ground, there was no one around him. It wasn't under a challenge, so that's a little bit concerning. Uh, let's hope it's not too serious. And in the 90 minutes that we played, we recorded not a single shot on target. It's bizarre. It's a really odd situation, I feel, this season so far. It's uh, so polar opposite to what we were seeing last season when... We were blasting teams and blowing them away with three, four and five goals. And every time we um every time we broke, you'd think one of our front three was gonna was gonna score this season. Doesn't feel anything like that. Um I can't quite put my finger on why. Thank goodness defensively we shore up the way we have. And I think even tonight's game against Napoli, I think 
it could have been more than one nil had we not purchased um spent so much money purchasing our new goalie. I think he kept us in it a couple of times. Um but these front three have got a fire. I don't know whether to be worried whether whether to be worried or whether it's just whether it's just a a phase that's gonna pass and we're gonna kick on and someone's gonna get a hide and soon. I hope that's the case, bear in mind our next game is Man City at home. But unfortunately, up to now this season, we're not scoring the goals we have done over the over the last 18 months. And it's starting to uh, affect us a little bit. I mean, last three games are loss, draw, loss, which is not like the Liverpool we're growing accustomed to. But never mind, I suppose a defeat away against Napoli in the Champions League in the greatest scheme of things is not earth-shattering, is not a terrible situation to be in. Good job we beat PSG at home. What a result they had tonight, by the way. Uh, let's focus on Sunday now. It's it's vital. It's it's such an important game against Man City. It will really help help define the way the rest of the season is going to go, I feel. Let's hope our hoodoo that we've seemed to have, have over City in the last 12 or 18 months continued, continues on Sunday. And we get the three points we, uh, we need. Hi, it's Matt Whitty, Cop season ticket holder. Uh, just reflecting on a difficult and disappointing night in uh, in Naples. It was a disappointing result overall, obviously, um, particularly losing a goal so late and uh, and especially coming after a, a pretty poor second half performance, really. Uh, I thought first half uh, was a re- uh, was reasonably even. Um, it was such a shame to see Cater uh, go off go off injured, so I really, really felt for him. Um, and we we really needed his dynamism. Um, I think he was selected today because he gives us that something different in midfield with his dribbling ability, his ability to to drive forward. He uh, he gave the ball away once or twice whilst he was on the pitch, but uh, he also put a great through ball through for Mane that was uh, given offside that looked... Uh, Looked like it was probably on, uh, and he also had a great driving run that brought us right to the edge of their box. Um, so uh, yeah, we I thought we really he was selected for that reason, and uh, he was he was really needed against a a well drilled and uh, and difficult team to break down like uh, like Napoli. Uh, I thought Gomez and Van Dijk were were excellent individually and also as a partnership together. Uh, they were they were dominant in the air, so anything coming towards them, you just knew they were gonna they were gonna clear it. They were both really comfortable on the ball, and uh, they both really helped out the midfield with their with their passing and their their confidence to bring the ball forward um, even under pressure. Um, Gomez obviously had that terrific uh, run in the in the first half where he took it past about three players and really put us on the on the front foot. Um, having said that, I thought uh, Koulibaly was the uh, the man of the match and uh, had a had an outstanding game. Uh, he really gave Salah no space at all, um, which obviously affected us uh, from a creative point of view. Uh, but it, I, th- I thought it also had an impact on uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold as well, because uh, that direct ball to Salah just wasn't working. It just wasn't on because of how closely Salah was marked. And... Uh, and in addition, the sort of the uh, Alexander Arnold's other option to sort of play it inside, 
uh, wasn't really on that much as Napoli were were set up to to counter against exactly that with a with a well drilled and organised midfield looking to to counter on exactly that kind of pass. Uh, we had more joy down the down the left with Mane and Robertson, and I thought we really should have used that more because um, they were, they certainly had a, a lot more space. And we, the, the the few times we did we did sort of try and attack down the left, we did seem to have more joy. So you could see when Henderson came on, he immediately tried to switch it to the to the left hand side. But but after that, I thought we uh, we really sort of uh, should have used that as an outlet a lot more. Um, after the break, uh, we started really sloppily. I thought um, there were there were sort of a series of poor passes that either um, sort of caused attacking moves to to break down or put a, put our defence under under a lot more pressure than than we needed to be. Um, you know, one one example being when uh, Andy Robertson was uh, leading a break uh, on the counter attack from uh, from a Napoli corner. And a mis- misplaced a pass that that would have put us three on one, and there was there was an awful lot of space to to play that ball into, but uh, put us on the on the back foot, and another chance was wasted. Um, a little later in the half, um, Salah and Mane had a chance when they were two on two, and uh, Mane had to sort of check back, and by the time he checked back, there were uh, you know four four more Napoli players uh, around him, and then the pass was no longer was no longer on. Um, a quick word on Allison. Um, I thought uh, his uh, his passing ability really came to the fore today. Uh, not with sort of spectacular long balls or or Cruyff turns or anything like that. Just his sort of his calmness and his ability to to sort of regularly play the uh, the, um, the the simple balls. Really, I thought that's really sort of given us a, a it's sort of changed our dynamic at the back. Really, uh, it gives the back four another option uh, as an alternative to either hoofing it upfield under pressure or putting it out for a throw in and conceding conceding the ball so I thought it really sort of gave us either an extra few seconds quite a few times or sort of a, an extra sort of two or three chances to to pick the right pass um, and I also thought it was a it was a cracking save one-on-one uh, that that Allison made even if uh, even if the linesman uh, flagged the uh, uh, the Napoli player offside in, incorrectly, um, but that 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 chance for Napoli was uh, beginning of a, a series of really good chances that that Napoli created as they sort of really grew into the game. And uh, you know the uh, Mertens uh, shinned one off the bar and sort of any contact off the foot, and you think that's uh, going to fly past Allison into the goal. Gomez cleared one uh, just off the line as well, not long after that, and then obviously uh, right on right on ninety minutes. Van Dijk was dragged wide and a quick inside pass and a good cross and uh, Insigne really couldn't uh, really couldn't miss to give them the uh, to give them the win. Um, I thought just before that we had a a reasonably good chance to uh, to snatch it with a good through ball from Mane, but uh, Ospina did did very well to to clear it in front of uh, in front of Salah. And uh, yeah, overall uh, disappointing. I thought it was an under par performance. And uh, if you uh, play against a good team in the Champions League and don't put in uh, don't put in a, a good uh, a good performance, you, you know you're always likely to uh, to uh, to come unstuck. And unfortunately, that's what what happened today. And uh, it was galling to to concede as as late as we did, just when you think we're going to get away with a, a valuable point with a with an under par performance. But it's but it's not to be really. Still, the group is uh, the group is wide open, and we're in a good position. And uh, yeah, can't wait to to play them again at Napoli. And uh, better performance needed against City. And uh, I'm certain that we'll uh, we'll get that at the weekend. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. 
The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Mark Baker commenting on Napoli versus Liverpool in the Champions League. Uh, so first of all, very, very poor display from Liverpool, really, from start to finish. And I don't think they deserve to get out of the game. But ultimately, they'll be disappointed to concede in the last minute after what it seemed weather in the storm for the most part in the second half, in which they were, they were pretty abject Liverpool, if truth be told. One thing I would say, though, is the performance was very reminiscent of the, especially the second half, was very re- reminiscent of the Leicester away fixture in the Premier League. Liverpool managed to get away that day with the points, but were very poor. And the fact that Liverpool won the game, everyone, for the most part, went home happy. Oh, it's great, you know. Liverpool have, have won a game when they haven't played well. But I said it then, and I'm always a massive believer that you've got to play well with the process. You've got to understand the process of what you're trying to achieve and try and implement the process of the manager and play to your philosophy and unfortunately in, in that game um, Liverpool could not do that they were dictated to by the opposition at Leicester and it happens again here at Napoli the only difference being on this occasion that Liverpool ended up uh, suffering a defeat as opposed to coming away with a point but it doesn't change whether whether they got a point out of the game or whether they won the game it doesn't change how how Liverpool were made to play on the back foot because of the opposition and struggled to implement their game game style and their way of playing to any extent whatsoever. So the results are relevant really to me. But obviously a hit Liverpool in terms of the, the group in the Champions League, which gives them a lot more to do now, considering uh, the initial good start against Paris Saint-Germain. So as against Leicester, I mentioned during the, the Leicester fixture that credit should go to the opposition now I always believe there's, there's two major ways you can get success in playing against Liverpool. One is to surrender the ball whatsoever, cut off the passing lanes, and ask Liverpool to break it down. Ask them to come up with the imagination after crafting their midfield to be able to open doors, which they struggle with. And the other way, as I mentioned at Leicester, was if a team, a fantastic organisation, press on triggers and work off each other in, in terms of engaging with the ball, offering the right, right amount of cover and support. And I thought Napoli were excellent in that regard. So that's one thing that should be mentioned to start with, as of, as Leicester were. Napoli were excellent. They allowed the first pass out to the Liverpool centre-halves and then they wanted that engagement with the ball early and high. And Liverpool really, really struggle to build the game when that's the case. Now, if a team don't quite have the organisation and the units of the size and the, and the teammates of the opposition don't quite work in tandem. And even if they're a split seconds off in terms of the time and of the pressing and the movements in relation to the teammates, Liverpool can, can play through teams. And once they get into the higher players in the team, they can get real success, Liverpool, especially if they transition the ball quickly. But if a team has that defensive organisation when they go to, to try and recover the ball and win the ball high, then Liverpool really, really struggled to play out. And that, that was apparent again today. As with Leicester, Liverpool were trapped inside their own half, were unable to make the the angles to receive the ball, uh, the positions of the players to, to be able to receive possession, get on it and play forward. 
And I think a big thing, apart from the, the position on the field, which didn't allow Liverpool to do that, and they didn't have an answer to it as well, that, that was one of the key elements, because Liverpool struggled for a large period of that second half, and Klopp did not change the tactical system to offer Liverpool a different avenue in playing out, and they kept trying to play in the same pattern, in the same formation, which was obvious was not working for a period of time against Napoli. But apart from the positional tactical elements of the side, not being able to play through and play out, there was also individual elements to it as well. And Liverpool as a collective, really, and a lot of the individuals within the side in the deeper areas, they didn't move the ball quick enough. And what I mean by that is I always think it's a lazy comment to say teams should move the ball quicker. Well, of course, every team should move the ball quicker. That's how you you move players around the field and, and overload areas of the pitch. But in terms of so often, the first pass dictates what the next player is going to do with the ball. So if, if the ball's played with accuracy, if it's played with the right weight, if it's played into space, you're saying to the next person to receive the ball, let's play forward. It dictates the next movement and whether they can go forward. Now, too often, Liverpool's pass was not weighted right, was was too slow in the in the weight of the pass. A lot of the time, it wasn't accurate enough, and so the move would break down. There was just a real lethargy about how Liverpool went about trying to transfer the ball into the midfield section of the pitch. And the midfield was sloppy as well when they received, when they received the possession. I mean, some of the, the balls into the front players was was poor and it was allowing the ball to be turned over and turned over time and time again. And and to be perfectly honest, Liverpool were fortunate to have got away before Napoli scored the late goal, really. It had been coming for a period of time and it was nothing less than, than Napoli deserved. And I was a bit disappointed in the manager. I'm a huge Jürgen Klopp fan, but I felt he, he didn't react soon enough to be able to change the circumstances of the game and allow Liverpool to get a platform because it was apparent they had no platform in that in that second half. They were just literally surrendering possession time and time again. And and whether it be the case of how he could have changed it, well, could Liverpool have got potentially an extra midfield player to be able to be able to, to monopolise the ball in that central area of the park? Could it be that there could have been a case for maybe play, playing a two deeper players in the midfield as opposed to a one and a two to give different angles to receive possession? Um, or could there have been the case where Liverpool could potentially have, have altered the system in which the, the forwards were playing, maybe went to a one and a two, or changed something about how the game was going. Again, it's very difficult to see on a television screen the makeup of, of how Napoli were cutting off them passing lines and what would have been the best solution to the problem. But that's what the managers pay for. And it's normally Klopp, I'm a massive fan of his tactical elements, but if there's one thing I would say about him, that sometimes he does stick to the default. 4-3-3 formation, regardless of Liverpool's struggles within the football match. I, I remember a, a great example of it would be the Europa League final in which Liverpool severe were on top of Liverpool for, for a long spell. And I felt he failed to react that day and ultimately cost Liverpool the football match. Uh, reacting, changing the positions of his players, allowing them to get on the ball and giving them a platform. And I felt this was similar in the game today. If Liverpool had drawn nil nil game, I would have had the same concerns regardless if they scored a goal um, in the in the last minute, Napoli. And it got me to thinking about the midfield because there's this big, I'd say, common consensus really that Liverpool have improved all their weak areas. But I've never really adhered to that fact in terms of the recruitment of the midfield because. 
bar for a turn and a, and a good through ball that I've seen Nabi Keita play against Crystal Palace, I'm, I'm not seeing really anything from Nabi Keita. So yes, the massive upgrade on what Liverpool have had before. Now, I'm told that he's done great things in Germany and, and obviously he's a highly rated player, so I'd like to think there's a lot more to come from him. But in that open 20-minute spell before he actually came off the field, he was a liability to Liverpool and surrendering the ball and, and putting Liverpool in, in danger and could have conceded a goal off one or two opportunities in which he lost possession. And just all, all round, I haven't really seen that elite quality that he's, he's going to transform Liverpool's midfield that people seem to be basing it on his, his time in Leipzig. I'd like to base it on what he's doing for Liverpool. But listen, early days for him. But in terms of Liverpool's midfield, I mean, Liverpool have lost Felipe Coutinho, whose Klopp's plan was always to play in that midfield three and a leaf footballer. And I think this idea that Liverpool have improved that area is, is, is wrong, totally wrong for me. I mean, you've lost one of the top ten players in world football, fantastic vision, the the, the combination of, of midfield to attack. What what doesn't he do, basically, as, as I've mentioned before, fantastic footballer. And what have you really brought in? Well, at the moment, you've brought in an Abby Keita who who looks like he's feeling his way into the in the into the Premier League. And even if he was to to find form and and become the player people hope he is, he's still a million miles away from Felipe Coutinho. I can tell you that now just by watching the player. I mean, you're talking about um, as I say, you're talking about a world class operator and and he looks a, a far removed from that at the moment. Let's hope he he's got the potential to to be a successful Premier League footballer for Liverpool and improve that area of the pitch. Now, you brought in Fabinho, who seems to be a, almost a third choice number six at the moment. Now, again, you've got to give him time to get into the side, but in that makeup of Liverpool's midfield, it's still short. It's still short when it really comes to the big moments. It's short of craft, it's short of creativity, and it's short of that ability uh, to be able to play play out through midfield and play through midfield when a team is organised to the maximum level in European football, the opposition, I mean by that. And we've seen that again today. Liverpool's midfield operate best when it's a frantic pace of the game. That's why so often you see Van Alden, Milner, Henderson, they have the best games against some of the better opposition in which Liverpool can look into transition the ball quickly, win the ball higher and play in short bursts when Liverpool are asked to add a bit of control into the game, whether that be building up the play or accepting the ball and having to uh, break down the opposition. That's where you find these players struggle and they'll continue to. So if teams adopt them correct tactics as Napoli did today, I expect to see Liverpool struggle again. It was no different to Leicester. The only difference was the scoreline in terms of the negativity as opposed to the positivity. The performance was no different. So a disappointing night for Liverpool. OK, so Liverpool tonight. Uh, Napoli away, Champions League, after a great result. PSG in the same competition. Um, you know, winning their driving seat. And then we go and have an absolute Disappointing result there. Um, a draw would have been a great result. A win would have been fantastic. Let's face it, we didn't deserve anything tonight. Um, I thought we were poor, very poor, all over the park. Um, Napoli were the better side, and we played far better teams than Napoli. Um, and we made them look better than what they are. But you know, they still we've got to give them some credit. The little passes, the little short passes, uh, they play, they play very well. Uh, very rarely give the ball away, where Liverpool normally nip. 
high up the pitch and nip the ball off and, and counter-attack and stuff like that. We weren't able to do that tonight. I think Sarri, um, who, who is now Chelsea manager, who was there last season, you know, he's doing very similar to Chelsea and we found that difficult as well over the two games this week. So, you know, there's a style of play there. Um, I thought Kula Bali for them was excellent at the back. I'd love him to partner Van Dijk, by the way, even though Gomez has been brilliant. And Gomez was probably our best player on the pitch today, along with probably Allison. And I think I think that sums the whole game up, the fact that our goalkeeper and centre-half were our best players because I think everyone else was below par, you know. I think Trent probably had his worst game he's had for Liverpool, but he's only a young lad. He gave the ball away a lot. Um, people will say, you know, they're pinging the ball um, inside the fullbacks. Every team tries to do that to us. Um, there's always space because we do push up. I think the difference is we're not pressing high up the pitch any this season. And it's not the first week I've said it. It's not just tonight. It's It's been all season, by the way. And we haven't done it. Uh, we're not playing the same way that we played last season. We're trying to control games more. We're trying to reserve, get energy more. Listen, that's all well and good, but let's play to our strengths. When we signed Alisson and Van Dijk, I thought, listen, we can outscore anyone, and now we've got a good goalie in centre-half. It looks like we're trying to play a different way. We, you know, you, you have to tweak things, you have to analyse what's gone wrong, and you have to tweak, but you don't completely change from all the things you're good at and start trying to change them. Listen, people will say, oh, you know, we've only lost a couple of games this week and all that, but anyone who's listened to all my views all season is, I've been baffled by the, the way that we've been winning games every week, and it's great to see that we're controlling, it really is great, but where's all the things we've done good? Why can't we, you know, start doing them again? And add to the fact that we've got a better squad, um, you know, key to going off, was a blow. He's the only player who can drive from midfield. Him and Oxley Chamberlain are the only players who can drive from midfield. The rest of them are really work hard horses, and you know they'll they'll, they'll do a, a good job for you defensively. Um, you know, I thought Anderson and Milner. You know, they give it all. I've got no problem with them and and stuff like that. But collectively, I thought we weren't good enough all over the park. I thought when we got the ball, we panicked. We give it away far too much. Um, you know, Manny was the only one up there having having a go. Salah looks well off. He looks like he's low on confidence. Firmino, the effort's not there, and but you know, I'm I'm his biggest fan uh, last season and that. But he's not tracking back. He's not coming back to defend. He's not coming back in that midfield. We were getting outnumbered. They have five in midfield there, and normally Firmino will come deep. And what I was saying the other week, that's what he's got over storage. He's a better team player. He didn't even offer that tonight. So I, th- I think we were struggling all over the park. Listen, we've been spoiled by Jurgen Klopp and. And, you know, it's great watching Liverpool and we all love it. So, you know, I don't want to sound negative, but I'll just be honest. I'll be perfectly honest. I'm not one of these fans who will just say, you know, everything's great because I'm a Liverpool fan. You know, these are the things that that's happened. But we've been spoiled. We've had an off night. I think Klopp sort of admitted that after the game. But I want the, the main, you know, listen, it's not just this guy's fault who I'm going to mention now, but I want to know what Jeannie Wijnaldum does. I... You know, I've I've said it before about I don't think he does much and everything. I want to generally know what he does. I'm missing something, and you know that's why I'm on these podcasts and I'm and Jurgen Klopp sitting in the dugout, and I know that. But listen, what does he do? 
consistently because he keeps giving the ball sideways and back. He keeps putting people in, you know, he's not taking the initiative and he keeps putting people in difficult passing positions. He's not offering himself for the ball enough for me. I think he sort of hides behind men sometimes. And people say this and, and, and that about him. And he has had a few good games, don't get me wrong. But in general, he's not offering enough. And why I'm saying this is, why is he undroppable and why is everyone else not playing? Why is Keita hardly playing? Why is Anderson getting... And, and listen, I'm not Anderson's biggest fan. I, I think he gets... I think Henderson gets a lot of like um, favouritism from the press and everything because you know he's captain and he, he's probably a really top fella and he gives us all and he does a lot for the club and the charity and probably everyone else. But, you, you know, at the end of the day, him and Milner... And when all of them just try their best, but they're only above average players. They're not, you know, they're not phenomenal or not. And I think Trent's going to get a lot of bad stick, and Robinson's going to get a lot of bad stick for the defending from fullback. But I don't think the midfield helped them in one iota. And I think Fabinho coming on actually done all right. But it, I think the substitution was wrong. I think Milner should have stayed on. I think when all should have went off, Milner's more likely to cover your fullback. And you know. The fact that, that that happened and storage come on as well, you know, we got exploited. But I just think the wrong substitution was made there. I think the substitutions were late again. And if, But listen, I think everyone was below par and it's an off night and you've got to move on. But if we play like that against Manchester City, and it's not just like we have done tonight, it's like we have done in every game this season, we will get beat by some margin. We've got to be able to go back to the squash buckle and pressing fast-paced, relentless style that we had last season to beat Man City. That's the only reason we've done it. If we start thinking we can sit off and outwit them, it's not going to happen. Not yet. Not in this stage of development. I'm all for trying to learn how to control games, but we've got to play to our strengths and we've got to go out against City a million miles an hour. Now, that's the next game. That's the one we've got to concentrate on and that's the one we've got to win. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. So I think the starting game was was okay. Was like uh, yes, like we wanted it. Then um, and then we had the timing for our defensive um, movements were were not good enough. We, were, we didn't close the spaces in the in the right moment. We didn't react in the right situation. And so they could play through our formation. That was um, uh, things that is happening in a game concert, but uh, very often, but not as often as it happens to, tonight. And that costs energy because we closed these gaps then a bit too late, but we still closed it. We had to, to fight really hard for it. And then when you have the ball, you have to play much calmer than we did. There was not that much pressure for Napoli. It was like if you would. If you looked at our how we how we played, you thought they were constantly on us, but it was not like this. We could have we could have um, played really calmer, prepared the situations better, but we didn't, and so we didn't create a lot of chances. To be honest, the first half was still kind of okay, but second half then um, was not was not good enough and um, it's always a bad sign if you have to say that your goalkeeper was your best player or well, it was obviously tonight but then the last the, the, the last minute or 89th minute I think um, yeah 
we make a, a, another tactical mistake, and um, that's the problem. We didn't close the gap between Joe and, and Verge. Um, we have to do that, and then we cannot react anymore. So that's how, how you concede goals. We didn't concede a lot of goals in that season, but that's the second in the same kind. So I think we should sort that immediately. And But all the rest, I in the moment, I have to, I have to accept that, and I can accept that I have my... I have a big part of that performance is my is my fault for sure, uh, but I, have, I need uh, at least one night to to watch the game again and to know exactly what was the fault. But it looked not like it should have looked. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.